And sitting in stressless in the studio this morning is Dr. Stephen Cook. He is the superintendent of Ben Lapine Schools. Steve, good morning, sir. Morning, Frank. Thanks for thanks for the opportunity to be here. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been. I think it's been uh, two years. Wow. Wow. I think we were still back in, in COVID times then. I, I think you're right. <laughs> well, welcome. Thanks very much for taking the time. I appreciate yeah, glad it. Glad to. Glad so we're only, what, like three weeks away from the start of school? Yeah, I think three and a half weeks sounds about right. Um, it's coming right around the corner. It'll be right after, essentially right after Labor Day. We'll have kids back back in their schools. I, I envision this as being like uh, when we have people over and we're doing a last-minute rush to get everything prepared for a bunch of people to come over. You guys got to be really crazy busy right now, I would think. Yeah, it's a busy time. We, uh, um, you know, we're, we're ramping up uh, for, for 33 schools worth of students, you know, and so getting that all in place and all in order and trying to close up construction and projects that we've been working on this summer so that schools are ready when kids and families return. Uh, it, there's just a lot that we have to, to get going, including all the work that we're doing to help focus the work that we intend to, to, to deliver this year for, uh, kind of the goal work that we have. The, stu- the school district seems to be just growing in leaps and bounds over the last few years. It's you know we have thirty three schools. We have uh, twenty eight schools here in in Ben Proper. We have uh, a K eight school in Sun River, and we have four schools in Lapine. And uh, about seventeen thousand five hundred students attend those schools, and uh, we've got buses that go to all reaches and all all corners of our. Uh, roughly 1,600 square miles that we cover with uh, bus services, and so, yeah, a lot of a lot of activity and a lot of a lot of systems go into place to get kids into attendance, and so, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great place to be. The uh, the growth is it's, sometimes it's surprising for those of us whose kids are out of school. We don't I don't pay real close attention to what goes on. Already, Caldera has been operating. This will be what their third year. Yeah, they're actually starting. This is this will be the fourth year. The fourth this, year for Caldera. This is the 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 students that opened when Caldera opened. Those students are entering their senior year this year. This, they're going to have their first graduation at the end of the school year, which is really exciting for us. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. All the things that are going on. So, um, one of the things that, that some people have been talking about is the uh, perhaps so-called triple threat of school diseases. You know, now it's COVID nineteen, the regular old flu that comes around all the time, and RSV. Is that a concern? Well, I, I you know the the. The difference between now and the way things happen during COVID are pretty substantial. You know, we've, we, school districts are pretty attuned to having what is essentially a communicable disease policy and process. Um, it's, while there's a lot of things going on in districts nowadays, it's a lot different also. Um, and we have policies that meet those expectations. And so we'll deal with that if in, uh, uh, sickness and illness come into our schools. Um, we're, we've got systems and processes in which we know how to deal with that. Um, the difference, I think, today than two years ago, three years ago, is that um, the guidance isn't nearly as restrictive coming down from the state. It's, uh, it's fairly standard. And so, uh, you know, if somebody has the chicken box, we know how to deal with it. If somebody comes in with the flu, we know how to deal with it. And so um, that's we've got a a bunch of staff that are committed to that, and we've got a bunch of folks that know how to deal with it when it happens in the schools. And so I don't know that I would say, like, we never want, um, you know, the flu or some kind of virus to come through a school and, you know, send 30 or 40 percent of students and staff home with illness. But if and when it does happen, we partner with public health and we make sure they're looped in. Otherwise, uh, it's it's school as usual. And so 
um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay anything because you never know what could happen, but, um, it is a different day than it was a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, the, uh, off time, if you will, summertime usually is a time to catch up on maintenance projects and are there any big maintenance projects or new projects that have been occurring this summer yeah yeah that's a great great question for us to talk about you know there's a a bond that was passed in 2017 and we're still working on some of the projects tying up some of the projects from that bond uh, that passed in 2017 and you might have seen things like we uh, revamped at Miller Elementary School. We revamped the the traffic pattern by doing some work in the uh, parking lot. And um, you know, last year we also passed a bond and a two hundred fifty million dollar bond last in the uh, fall of twenty twenty two, which which are, is going to fund eighty nine projects. And so a lot of work out in schools. We're going to be building. Uh, a new gymnasium at Skyview. Going to do some work at Juniper Elementary School, and and probably the most, uh, uh, I guess, uh, the the most common one that the project that everybody might be aware of or or know about is the renovation at Bend High. There's a lot of planning and and uh, uh, kind of design work going on right now. We anticipate the shovels hitting the dirt on that project, which will be the lion's share of that $250 million probably going breaking ground next summer. Right now we're in that design work, but a lot of work going on in schools just to update uh, buildings for seismic uh, expectations and things for, you know, earthquake, uh, that kind of stuff for our buildings. Um, you know, the it's a community investment for these schools. And our job is to, to be good stewards with our community resources and make sure these buildings can exist and function properly for 50 years or more. And so um, we take that very seriously. In this last bond project, 89 uh, projects were funded. And so we hope to have that all dr- addressed in about the next five years. Does that include things like safety doors and, and systems like that put in place? Yeah, that's correct, Frank. The, the One of the big, uh, in my opinion, one of the big selling topics on this was a, a kind of a the most updated technology for door locks for our classrooms. And you know, you think about the thousands of classroom doors we have in our 33 schools, you know, that's no small task. And um, I think right now we have uh, a list of schools to get started on as soon as this this fall, we'll be working on those. And that's when you talk about those numbers of doors, that takes some time as well. But yeah, excited to get that work going for our schools and, and uh, investing in our community safety. This last legislature uh, approved more money for schools in Oregon. Is that correct? That's true. Yeah, that was about a 9% increase in funding overall, uh, up to $10.2 billion. I think uh, by far the largest amount in the history of the state of Oregon uh, funded for public education. So what sort of plans do you have for this newfound money? Well, uh, 85% of what we have uh, in the school district in our budget is spent on people. And so uh, when it comes right down to it, it's it's simply, you know, we have some uh, increasing costs, you know, uh, health insurance and, and just our increased costs of utilities and those kinds of things. We've got to cover that. And so that will take some of it. But the, the rest of that money will likely be invested in people and staff and uh, either adding positions or potentially increasing salaries. You know, we're in bargaining with uh, two of our uh, unions on uh, salaries, and we'll see uh, how that all uh, translates into what this new money can be and, and the costs of, of doing business to run a school district. You know, a $220 million budget, 
um, is a is a large endeavor and a lot of money to, that we have to invest and put into people to run this. Well, with that increasing student body, you've got to continually have more and more folks in there to help shepherd and guide. I would. Think. That's correct. As this as the district grows, it just takes more resources. Um, the uh, looking ahead for this year, any particular primary goals that you want to see get accomplished? Yeah, what, one of the things we're, so we have pretty substantial goals that the, the Board of Education has established for us, and that is that every kid gets access to a, to a strong academic foundation that we're gonna commit to helping students find their passion and their purpose and whatever that plan might be uh, for their success for post-secondary, whatever's in their path. And then lastly, making sure that our students feel and families feel connected to their school and feel a sense of belonging and connectedness when they're in our schools. And so one of the things I think we're really proud of uh, that I, I think we can talk about here right now is just the fact that today's student has uh, many different aspirations and how we give kids a pathway to whatever their future may hold is something we talk about early on. I mean, now it's no longer just you know, you walk in as a freshman in high school and go talk with the counselors and they say, what are you interested in? And, and we try to get them on a path that way. We're asking kids to start to identify what they like, what, they, what they're drawn to, whether it's vocational or avocational, as early as kindergarten, first grade. Um, and I think the, the, you know, we've got 36 uh, career tech ed pathways in our high schools right now that are uh, often leading to programs that have industry licensure and certification for our students to graduate and go directly into the workforce if they're so inclined. Um, the shout out to the, the Mountain View welding program. Uh, you know, those kinds of programs are providing our students uh, great opportunities. The forestry program at Lapine High School is fantastic and is uh, providing uh, students opportunities to go out and be firefighters and, and uh, going getting employment even before they graduate from high school. Like those kinds of connections for our kids are paramount and so important. I think that's kind of one of the things that we would say is really matters is helping our our district find ways to connect with kids in that. I think the second thing is a, a really strong importance on making sure that as kids enter into our elementary school, schools that they can uh, really become fluent and effective readers that are capable of filling their pathway for the rest of their career so that, that uh, instead of playing catch up, uh, those kids are really focused on what it is that they wanna do most in life and, and help them support them on that path. All right. That's uh, Superintendent Steve Cook, Ben Lapine Schools. Great answer. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for being in. FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND. Good morning.